welcome to the Cody Felger Podcast, a podcast dedicated to talking Colts football. Here is your host, Cody Felger. Welcome back to the Cody Felger Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Cody Felger. On with me now, he was on a couple days ago, a friend of the show uh, from StampyBlue.com, Mr. Luke Schultheis. Luke, how you doing this evening, man? Really good, Cody. Thanks again for having me on. I'm always glad to be here. Yeah, man. Well, Luke, um, I know you've been on Twitter and you've been kind of pushing the the pushing the number a little bit for uh, a couple players in free agency. Who you think the Colts should pursue? Do you want to talk about those guys a little bit? Sure. So, one of the guys that I really like for the Colts, and granted, he's a veteran. Um, I'm sure a lot of Colts fans know of him. It's Justin Houston. Uh, the pass rusher formerly of the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, he's coming off a nine-sack season for the Chiefs. Um, the Colts, of course, can use pass rush help. I think they finished, what, 18th, 19th in total sacks last year. Um, and we saw in the playoffs when the defense really struggled generating consistent pressure on Patrick Holmes. Um, and, you know, he's going to eat you alive in his own defense if you can't really generate that pressure. Right. Um, Houston would be a great addition. He's had, you know, nine sack seasons last year. The season prior, he had nine sacks. Um, Chris Ballard is well familiar with him, having been with the Chiefs previously uh, when Justin Houston uh, was ultimately selected or at least has familiarity with him from the organization. Um, And I also think he fits Chris Ballard's philosophy because I think as a veteran, um, you could probably get him on maybe a two-year deal. Um, and as we've seen from Chris, Chris Ballard's free agency past, um, he really doesn't like to commit significant cap money more than two years if he doesn't have to. Um, I think the longest deal he's really committed was, what, three years to Sheard, three years to Hankins. And I think both of those deals, they really just had most of the money was within the first two-year period where you could easily get out of those. Um, I know Pro Football Focus graded him out really highly um, as a pass rusher for those that actually follow and like pro football focus but it's another metric i think to measure his usefulness um so i think he'd be a big veteran addition for the colts defense if they could you know get him on maybe a two-year deal um i know some fans are also weary um, of veteran players um, from ryan grigson when he signed you know trent cole and andre johnson and all those guys but i think justin houston's a little bit younger um i think he still has probably about two years left in the tank a pretty high production um Another guy I like who's actually a sleeper, and um, I think he was on my Stampede Blue seven sleeper free agents the Colts should sign. Um, that's Darius Phylon. Um, and I don't know if, if, if you've heard of him, Cody. I mean, I, I hadn't heard him until I really started researching free agents this year. Um, but he's a former uh, six-round pick out of Arkansas. He played for the Chargers, started in about 13 games this past season, uh, had four sacks, a forced fumble. Um, he's a three-technique defensive tackle. And I think he'd really fit well with the defensive system that Matt Eberflus likes to run as far as a guy who's quick, can penetrate, can pass rush the pocket a little bit. Um, at 300 pounds, he's sort of your prototypical 4-3 defensive tackle. Um, I was actually watching a video on him a couple days ago, and Bill Polian was on, and he said this is the type of guy that Tony and Dungey and I used to love to draft when he was kind of reviewing his uh, draft film once he was selected by the Chargers back in 2002. Um And he said, you know, teams like Dallas would love him, teams like Tampa, when Tampa was running that Tampa 2 with Levy Smith. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I think it would be a great fit with this Colts defense kind of running that, you know, cover two type defense under Matt Aberflus. 
Yeah, and going back to the Houston thing, is he? I think he's 29 right now. So it's like yeah. he's not Trent Cole age, well, 31, 32, but he's not, you know, a D4, 25, 26. He's kind of like maybe at the back end of his prime. Um, yeah. I, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no, you're okay. What were you going to say? Go ahead. Take it. I, say, I, I think, you know, I think when the Colts signed Trent Cole, he was 33, 34, mm-hmm. and really twilight of his career. So I think you make a great point where, yeah, I mean, Justin Houston is probably, maybe he's even coming out of his prime a little bit in these next two years, but I don't necessarily know if the Colts have to pay him like he's Von Miller either. Right. And I think if you pay him, you know, if you kind of pay him a little bit, taking account of his age a little bit less, I still think he's got a lot left in the tank and, you know, his age 30, 31 seasons um, coming up here. Right, and another thing uh, that you don't have to do is give up picks. And I think that's huge for Chris Ballard, especially um, a guy who's known to, he said earlier in the offseason, I like them picks. Um, so that would be another plus for the Colts, getting a pretty solid pass rusher. I mean, I think he had, you know, nine sacks, you said that would be the most, more than any Colt last year. Uh, so that would definitely be be an upgrade there. Luke, I have a question. What do you say to those people who say, okay, in theory, Houston would be good, for the Colts, but you have to look at the injury history as well. What, how would you respond to those people? I mean, I don't necessarily know that he's an Iron Man, but I think he only missed four games last year, uh, maybe a game previously. So, I mean, I don't necessarily know that you're going to think he's someone that's always going to be constantly injured or sitting on the bench or, you know, inactive on game day. Um, so I, I don't necessarily think durability is much of a concern with him. I think age is a little bit, but again, I think that's also helping the Colts because you're probably not going to have to commit, you know, a five-year deal or something like you would with a free agent in his prime. I mean, I think you're probably looking at maybe a two-year deal. I think that would really be the sweet spot for the Colts. Yeah, absolutely. And another guy who um, you saw earlier today who is scheduled to meet with the Colts next week is uh, former Dolphins and Eagles running back Jay Ajayi. Luke, what are your thoughts on Ajayi and what he could bring to the Colts' backfield? Yeah, I really like Ajayi a lot. I think he's you know, he's, he's not going to be confused with a workhorse or anything, and I think he has his fair share of durability concerns. Um, but it's hard to believe. I mean, this guy's still only 25 years old. Um, Frank Reich has familiarity with him from being the offensive coordinator for the Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles two years ago. Um, so he obviously knows what Ajayi can bring to the table. And I just think from a, you know, on the field perspective for the Colts, the Colts have a very talented group of running backs. I mean, they have Marlon Mack, Jordan Wilkins, Naheem Hines, and all those guys bring their own element. But I think one of the things that the Colts were really lacking last year was sort of that big body between the tackles rusher who can get those tough yards on short yardage or, you know, on third and third and goal on the two-yard line, a guy that, you know, can really grind out those tough yards and find a way into the end zone. And it's not that Marlon Mack can't do that, but I think Marlon Mack is a little bit better suited in space as opposed to, you know, close quarters when you just need that yard or two or you just need a guy that can kind of wear down a defense a little bit. So I think if you give a Jai, you know, maybe eight to ten carries a game, I think he'd be a nice back for the Colts in that regard. Right, and – and like you were saying, like he doesn't have to be an every down back. I mean, the way the Eagles used him and the way the Colts would use him if he signed with Indianapolis would be kind of a rotational guy. Um, so that would take definitely some tread off the tires. 
Luke, I was really surprised when I heard, you know, I, I, I've heard, I feel like Ajayi's been in the league for a long time. And then I looked at his age, and I'm like, holy smokes, this guy's only 25 years old. And, you know, coming back from a ACL tear, I think the Colts could definitely get him for pretty cheap. Uh, I mean, all things considered, for a pretty good back. Um, and so, yeah, I, I definitely think the Colts should look into it further. And I think if, if Ajayi is fully healed from that ACL tear, I think the Colts should definitely bring him in because – yeah, like you were saying, I think Marlon Mack certainly got better uh, in his second year between the tackles runner, but the Colts still, I don't think, I think they that's one thing in their running game they lacked was kind of that big bruiser back, that that in-between-the-tackles runner. Um, so I think Ajayi could definitely bring that. Uh, one more guy that I, that I noticed today got released, uh, another Kansas City guy, uh, Eric Berry. You know, he's 30 years old. Um, Luke, I'm curious in your thoughts on Barry and maybe, you know, should the Colts even look into Barry? Should they even kick the tires on this guy? Yeah, sure. I mean, Eric Barry's been – he's had a great career. and I think he's, what, approaching 29, 30 years old. And obviously, he's a past cancer survivor. He's someone that commands a tremendous amount of respect, both in a locker room and as a person. Uh, I just think with Barry – when, when I saw him last year just coming off that Achilles and that heel injury in the playoffs when he was matched up with Gronkowski um, in that AFC championship game, he just didn't quite look like the same guy that I think been accustomed to seeing as far as explosiveness, ability to run and cover. And, you know, he's probably one of the most complete safeties this game has seen in the past 10 years. Certainly one of the best, right, right up there with Earl Thomas. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for me, I, I think we just have to come out. I don't know if it'd be possible to do a workout or to kind of see where he is physically, maybe look at his medical records, but I would have a tough time really committing a lot of money and dollars and years to him um, at this point, just because he didn't quite look like the same guy, um, which is unfortunate because he, he's had such a great career really up to like, you know, the past two years or so. Right. I think right. If you get a cheap veteran, you know, maybe one to 3 million per year. Sure. Why not take the chance? I mean, the Colts still have a ton of cap space, but, I just wouldn't commit, you know, major money or years or dollars or anything like that. Right, and even with how the safety market is now, I mean, there's still younger players and probably at this point in their career, as great as Barry had uh, in his career, probably better players still available for the Colts that make more sense for them. So I definitely agree with you, Luke. I think the Colts could probably should definitely kick the tires considering their safety depth. Um, But I think overall, I think the Colts could probably do better, whether that's in free agency or the draft. Well, thank you, Luke. I appreciate your time, man. Uh, it's always great. And then, you know, as we're entering day four tomorrow, uh, I look forward to seeing how the Colts handle free agency. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Cody. I'm, I'm interested to see if we'll see Chris Ballard kind of make some moves here once that, you know, the second, third wave of free agency starts hitting. Yeah, we shall see. And also, I'm um, very happy Pierre Desir got re-signed. I think he was a great player for them last year. So I'm excited to see how the Colts approach uh, free agency and then, you know, the draft in a month and a half. Certainly, you and me both, Cody. Let's just keep our fingers crossed, I guess. (laughs) Let's do it, man. All right, thanks, Luke. Appreciate it, man.